Welcome to the Mum Boss Podcast, hosted by me, Renee O'Neill. I'm your host, life and business coach for mums, and a mum of two myself. I'm here to help you be the present mum you're wanting to be, whilst also having a successful business, because you can have both. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You have come to the right place if you're a mum who dreams of time and financial freedom and wants to be fulfilled in life alongside motherhood. This podcast is a place where you can come to be inspired and empowered whilst also getting tangible tips, advice and strategies to help you in your life and business. So let's dive in. Today on the Mumboss podcast, I am chatting with Beck Cazillo, who is a spiritual business coach and the host of Feminine Fire. And Beck is really on a mission to empower spiritual women to build and scale heart-led businesses and really create that consistent cash through a blend of soulful biz, strategy, mindset, and energetics. Now, in this episode, we cover so much. We go from talking about trusting the process in the journey of starting and building a business, breaking free from perfectionism that often holds us back, the art of building a sustainable and abundant business, and also just simply taking that leap of faith to go all in on your business. So this is definitely an episode for you if you're wanting that inspiration, that guidance, and also that powerful dose of motivation. I can't wait for us to dive in. So welcome back to the Mum Boss Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this. I am so excited for this as well. So I would love for you to share with us a little bit about yourself, what it is that you do, and I guess how you landed in this place as well. Oh, okay. That's a good question. So I'm a spiritual business coach, but I have not always <laughs> been a spiritual business coach. I um, I started my business, I think it's next month, it will be eight years. So uh, it's been a little, little while now, a bit of a journey. Um, I started my business as a candle maker, actually. So I started in a product-based business. Oh, did you? Oh, I love that. Lisa's oh my goodness. So me, good. But I'm just, I'm just saying to Beck, me too. So that's fascinating. <laughs> oh, I love that so, so much. Okay, cool. We might have some more parallels in our, in our journey too, which will be really fun to kind of dive into, but I essentially, I feel like this whole business journey that I've been on has been this real unfolding of, you know, just following those intuitive breadcrumbs down the path to kind of land here. And I find that so exciting because while I've been in kind of the business model I've got now for a little while, it's also fun to be like, I wonder where this journey continues to take us, right? Like I think it's just such an exciting thing to be so in control of that as business owners. But that's a little side note for you. Uh, so how did I get here? I started in a product-based business. Uh, absolutely loved that. That allowed me to leave my day job. So I was working in the community sector. And at the time, I really just started my business as a creative outlet, something that was fun. I didn't necessarily have like these huge, big grand plans to go full-time or anything like that. But once I kind of got a taste for the freedom I was like, okay, this is fun. This is cool. I could so totally see myself doing this full time. And so 
what happened is I was already very spiritual. I've grown up in a spiritual community and I had been helping my mom actually build her business. And at the same time, I had like my own travel food blog. Like I had a few things going on and I had some skills there in terms of, you know, social media, building websites. And um, I was also trained as a Reiki healer. So I was kind of exploring all these different things. And I started running women's circles, actually ran them in conjunction with my mom. And what I realized very quickly was how much I enjoyed being in that real transformational space with women and supporting women to find, you know, those parts of themselves that really lit them up, heal from whatever it is they need to heal and kind of start going on that personal transformation journey. And so I ended up working one-to-one with women as well. I trained as a life coach And what I found once I kind of started building up my business, working in my business full time, supporting these incredible women to find their purpose and, you know, build a life that they really love. They were like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go train as a Reiki healer too, or I'm going to go learn this modality. And hey, Beck, you've built a successful spiritual business. Can you help me with mine? And so it kind of just naturally unfolded as this thing where people were asking me for that. And then when COVID hit, it was at that point where I kind of went all in on that. I started a program to help women bring their businesses online. So a lot of women in my community were business owners, but were doing face-to-face work. And they were like, oh my goodness, how does this work? Like, I remember at that time, I had to explain to people what Zoom was, you know, I had to be like, okay, Zoom is this really easy thing. You just click a link and we'll be on a video call together. Like people didn't understand what Zoom was and now it's just like everywhere. Um, And so I helped women do that. And then here we are now in my kind of full-time business where I help women build their businesses, scale, create consistent cash, and just absolutely love the work that I do. Oh, I love that. I love hearing people's journeys because it's always so interesting that we often seem to land right where we're meant to be, but it's not where we envisaged us heading in that direction. So I love that. And I definitely resonate with a lot of your story in terms of, as you shared, following those breadcrumbs, you know, trusting your intuition and what lights you up and just taking those steps and then turning and pivoting into this direction and going down this path and all of those skills and all of those, you know, experiences are things in your toolkit that you can use in the business that you have today. So it's always so interesting to hear how it all unfolds. But I guess for people listening that are like, oh, how do you trust that? How do you lean into that and and allow yourself that permission to follow those moments and to trust yourself in that process. Because I know from experience, it's not always easy to do that. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. And I so feel that. And and I say that like, oh, I just followed these breadcrumbs as if it was like nothing. But like, of course it wasn't. It was, you know, this whole journey. And business is such a big journey of personal transformation anyway. So it's always challenging to kind of make those decisions. And so <laughs> I will preface it with that. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, just do this and you'll be fine. Um, so how do you trust that? I think the first thing that really trips people up is wanting to have everything perfect straight out the gate, you know, like wanting to have all of their offers nailed, wanting to know, like have their website done, have everything perfect, like all their ducks lined up being like, this is the business that I'm going to have forever from the get go. And it's just not 
reality. And if it was, it probably wouldn't be as fun as it is. And I feel like you do need to enjoy that challenge as well. I think that's a really big part of it, wanting to actually build and develop and grow this thing and kind of be excited with the unknown. I think there has to be an element of that exciting you in order to kind of pursue this because it is challenging and there's no like sugarcoating it. So the first thing I would say is almost just letting go of the expectation that you will get it right straight away, that it will all be perfect straight away, that you have to have all your ducks in a row in order to kind of get get going and get started. And that's the same whether we're talking like from the start of your business or, you know, the new a new offer that you're creating. You know, if you're creating a new offer, yes, there's this desire to obviously craft it in a way that's going to be the most impactful, like based on what you know about your clients and what you know about what's going to help them, but also knowing that it's okay that these things grow and develop over time. And so I always like to approach it with that mindset of like, this is what I'm creating now. I'm going to make it the best that I can make it at this point in time with the information I've got, knowing that it will grow and develop and get better and better and better and better and better. So don't let that kind of perfection, uh, that perfectionism hold you back from starting is what I would say first and foremost there. Yeah, it is tricky, isn't it? Because when we have this big goal that we are working towards, we do sometimes want to know, well, what are all the steps I need to take and how can I get them done and how quickly can I reach this end destination? And I think it can be hard too because from a social media standpoint, we often see all these business owners portraying this idea that we can reach six figures in 30 days and and that can really cloud our ability to see the reality. And I think you hit the nail on the head where you shared, you know, it's about enjoying the journey as well. And I think business is such a ride. There are so many highs, there are low moments, unfortunately, and we really do need to enjoy and immerse ourselves in that experience along the way. And of course, when we get to that pinnacle of reaching whatever it is that we're desiring, it's so exciting and an incredible moment, but you really do have to enjoy the ride to get there too. Mm -hmm. And when you get to that point, there will be a new goal. So it's not like we ever really arrive. There's always going to be something new we're doing or some kind of new season we're stepping into. And I think that's particularly relevant for your listeners because, you know, I'm a mum. My business looks very different now to when it did, to what it did when I was not a mum. And, you know, my kids are not in school yet. And I know when they are in school that I'll be in this whole new season again. And so my business is going to look different then. And then I'm sure it's going to look different when I have kids who are in high school. And then when I have older kids, like there's always going to be this development and this new season that we're in, particularly as mums, I think it's almost more kind of obvious when we're mums because we kind of you know do everything in these stages alongside what our mothering journey looks like and so I think it's really good to be open to that unfolding and that journey and in terms of trusting and almost like this surrender I think of knowing that and I feel like this is so correlated to being a mum but this knowing that it's not always going to be this way either. And there's a lot of trade-offs, I think. There's a lot of trade-off decisions we make as mums in business where we go, 
you know what, I really, really want to create this thing or I really, really want to do this thing in my business. But actually now's not the right time because I don't have the time in my life to dedicate to that sort of thing. And, you know, an example of that for me is when I started my podcast, I knew that there was just no way that I could do it without support. You know, I couldn't edit a podcast, like record it every week, put it out there, do all of the production, create all the socials, like do all of the things that go along with that. I needed support. And so I only made that decision when I was ready to invest in that. And I had to make those trade-offs of like, you know what, I'm going to wait because I know if I start this thing right now, it's just going to fall flat because I don't have the capacity for it. And so we often make those decisions and that's really hard. That's not an easy thing to do because you have to be patient. You have to essentially make those calls around, well, I'm going to hold off on this. I'm going to almost sacrifice this thing knowing that right now I want to spend more time with my kids because that's the season I'm in right now. And yeah, as I said, that's not an easy thing to do. And I think that's, again, this surrender, this trust, And knowing that it's all as it's meant to be and that there is time, you know, I feel like we feel so rushed in our current society to, you know, make the 100K in 30 days. Well, actually, like, let's build a sustainable business and let's, you know, build a business that supports you in your life. That is the most important thing that I think we miss the mark on (laughs) in the online business world. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we don't want to build and create these businesses that lead us to burnout either, you know, and particularly as moms, you know, we are needed for our family. So we, we don't have the capacity always to go, 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 do, do, do. We need to really honor, like you said, the season of life that we're in. And I do think it can be really hard when you have to have that acceptance piece to go, okay, at the moment, my priority And what's most important to me at the moment is my children and my family. And I really need to give that all my energy and time. But I've got this desire over here that I really want to do. But I know that as you shared, you know, there is always time for those things. And I think that's the hardest thing. And for me, I'm I'm in a different stage of motherhood where both of my children are now full-time school. And so I look back at my journey from, you know, pregnancy to where I am now. And I feel like it went in the blink of an eye, but I wholeheartedly remember being in the thick of it, being like this every day feels like 50 hours a day. And, you know, (laughs) it's so tricky, but it's not until you're sort of out of those moments and into that next season of life and you've transitioned out that you look back and go, oh, wow, like it's gone so quickly too. Um, And also remembering too that the work that we're doing in those seasons prepares us for that next transition as well. And so for me, even though I'll I'll honestly say that my business has been a slower growth than I would have liked it to because I miss impatient over here, it's also meant that it has built to a sustainable point where now I'm in this season where I do have more time available to me. I'm able to, you know, work from that. It's built a really good foundation. I think that's always important too. Mm. Oh, I just, I so agree with everything you've shared there. And I think it's just, it's so much around being in acceptance of that. And I always think of though that quote of like, the days are long, but the years are short. And that's exactly what you've described there. And even now I can see that, you know, and I can feel that. And so it's this real push pull, I think. And 
And that's not easy to be in that push-pull of, you know, business and mothering because it's it's constant and there's never, you know, it's relentless. I said that to my husband. I was like, it just, it never ends, right? <laughs> it's just always, it's always present. And our role, I suppose, is to kind of hold space for that and to be okay with that and to know that it will all unfold as it needs to unfold and just really fully trusting that. And knowing that you'll make the right decision for you, it all comes down to self-trust really. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, being able to navigate that juggle between our mum life and our business as well. And I think being able to find that sweet spot for yourself in being able to build and create the business that you're wanting, but also still be there with your family as well. And so I'd love to hear from you how you find how you find that juggle, how you navigate juggling those two worlds? Mm, Great question. I do it well on some days and I don't do it well on other days, I feel. (laughs) And, And that's just the reality of it, I think. What I've done essentially is created a business that really, really supports me. And I think that's the, the key to all of it is setting yourself up for success as much as you can. And so that includes looking at how I've created my business model and the offers that I've got at the moment in my business. It looks like having support. And so I have a VA, I have a content manager, I have people who help me. I outsource my podcast. Like I do all of these things. And And there are times where I'm like, you know what, I'm spending more in my business than perhaps I would if I, you know, had more time. And so that means I'm foregoing profit in that instance. And that's, again, one of those trade-offs of like, well, I want my business to look like this. And so, yes, I could not spend that money, but also I would be doing it all myself. The business would look very different and my mental health would look very different, I feel. And so we make those decisions around that. And so that's what I've done. So I have designed my business model to be something that works for me this season. I have support and I invest in that. And I invest in that sometimes, you know, more than I would if I wasn't in this season. And those are two of the things that are probably the biggest things. They really set the foundation for, okay, how do I juggle this day in, day out? And I've made some really interesting changes in my, you know, over the last few years. And sometimes they're really, really small things. So I've now got both of my kids are in care for two days a week, which is really nice. That's only very new. When I had my youngest and it was only him, or not my youngest, my eldest, when it was only him, I um I had him in care from about 18 months on and I had two days a week and it was like amazing, but I had those days on a Thursday and a Friday. And what I found is that I was getting to the end of the week. I was getting to my Thursday, my first day in my business for the week. I'd had three days with him on my own and I was exhausted and I was coming into my business and I wanted to be excited for all of the things that I wanted to get done. But I was just like, so done by the end of the week. What I did is I flipped it and I started my week at the start of the week. And so I have Tuesday and Wednesday now. Mondays are kind of this day where I kind of have half care. So my family look after the boys on those day, on that day, most of the time. But Tuesday, Wednesday, that's my days in the business. And that simple shift of moving my working week 
to the start of the week just changed everything. Suddenly I had more energy. I was more motivated. I could get more done. And often when we're looking at, you know, this juggle between mum life and biz life, it's those really small things that can have a really huge impact. And that's what I look at. I look at like the big, you know, big grand scheme of things of like how are things set up overall? And then like, how can I really get into the things that would make a lot of change, but you know, they might only be something really, really small. Yeah. I love that you were able to look at your energetic capacity and go, actually, I need to honor this. And this one little shift that doesn't seem to be a big change actually changed a lot for you. And I think that's always really important too. I think as mums, sometimes we force ourselves to do something because we think that'll be the thing that gets us to where we want to be. Um, and it might be that we wake up at five in the morning and do all this routine when in actual fact, we might be night hours. And that is when we've got more energy to do what we want to do. So I love that you are able to honor your energetic capacity there and go, actually, if I change this, this is going to make a really big difference. And like you shared, sometimes it's just the smallest of changes. 100%. The other thing that's worth adding that I've thought of is that I'm organized. I'm really, really organized. And if I wasn't organized, I just would never get anything done. So we have a plan. That plan is kind of all laid out. And what that means is when I do get the time. So when I sit down on a Tuesday morning, I'm not sitting here going, okay, what do I need to do this week? You know, I know exactly what I need to do. It's already been pre-decided. And so I don't spend any of that kind of like, you know, mental energy making those big decisions. We create a plan, we have the plan there. And then that means when I can sit down, I can go. And that was important you know, particularly when I was working very much in those pockets of time around, you know, naps and things like that. It was like, let's get organized. Let's get planned. I can just, you know, sit there breastfeeding and be like, okay, I'm going to do a little bit of work right now. And I know what I can do, you know, on my phone from here. Uh, And I've also set up pretty much the whole business to, you know, I do need to be on my laptop for a few things, but I can do a lot from my phone, which is so helpful when you're out and about doing bits and pieces or, you know, stuck nap trapped and you're like, okay, well maybe I'll write this email from here. Um, you know, setting those things up they they seem small, but they, you know, can really make a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you shared about being organized and having a plan because I think so much of our mental energy is taken up by indecision fatigue. You know, we are, as mums, as business owners, we are making thousands of decisions a day, really minute ones sometimes, but that all builds up and it is exhausting. So if you have a plan, if you have a plan in place that you've mapped out previously, you've got something to follow. And of course you can tweak it, you can change it to suit, Um, but it really does help. I am a massive advocate for having an organizer, having a schedule, having a plan, a routine, whatever it looks like for you and having that to follow, especially from a business standpoint as well, because, you know, being consistent makes a very big difference in a business. Um, And I'm sure that has been helpful for you on that front as well. Oh, 100%. I couldn't agree more. 
if you want to be consistent, having a plan around that is going to help you <laughs> and being specific around that is going to, is going to help you as well. You know, knowing what that consistency actually looks like uh, so you can, you know, stick to it. And I think this is where, you know, I'm a spiritual business coach. I talk about intuition all the time and a lot of intuitives, a lot of people who are like, I want to run my business in this really intuitive way, look at a plan and go, I don't want to have a plan then because that's not intuitive. And what I will say to that, and I will, you know, say this over and over again to my clients is like, let's create a plan, a solid plan, make those decisions upfront. So you're not experiencing that decision fatigue. And then we get to flow within that. Then we get to be intuitive within that. And so like on a very like specific level, say you that, you know, say you want to post on Instagram three times a week you know, you've made that decision. I'm going to post three times a week. Maybe you've even made a decision around what those topics are going to be or what your content pillars are. You can then go, okay, well, I'm going to flow intuitively and tap into, you know, what do my ideal clients need to hear from me on this particular topic this week? And then you can create a post that's relevant to that, that's intuitive, but you've still got that structure. You've still got that, you know, ability to go, this is how I'm staying consistent on Instagram as an example. Yeah, absolutely. And I like to float between the two as well. I like to have a plan, be very structured, but I also really like to tune into my intuition on any given day as well. And sometimes I will have planned for myself that I'm going to do this one set thing and I'm, I get there on the day and I'm like, actually, that's not, that's not what today feels like for me. So I'm just going to move this over here and, and put something else in that place. And you still have that ability to make changes when you need to as well. But I would love to know how you've built your business to a standpoint where you were able to be all in on it. Because so often clients that I work with, listeners of this podcast, they are juggling, you know, potentially jobs, a career, business and family life. And sometimes when you make that decision to break away from the job and the career and go all in on the business, it's a big step to make. It's a big change to make. And everyone has differing opinions on where they need to be at before they make that big leap and that, that jump. And I'd love to know from you, you know, how you made that happen. And I guess what you see as being those non-negotiables that need to be in place to take that leap. Mm, This is a really, 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 to the to someone you know and there's there's going to be those real like specific things that you need in place in order to make those that decision and then you're also going to need a hell of a lot of guts you know you're going to need to face that fear and take that leap and and know that that's part of it so you want to kind of do this in a way that's like you've created that security and that safety for yourself but also know that no matter what there's going to be that leap So what I will share here, and this is being so transparent, and this happened, you know, I went full-time in my business 18 months in. So this happened six and a half, seven years ago now. Uh, And so it must be about six and a half years ago. And at the time I was living with my partner. We were not married yet. We were in a one-bedroom apartment and he had just started working full-time. So we've been together for a long time and he went back to uni and studied to be a teacher. And so we, for four years, 
while he was studying were pretty much living on my income. And what that meant is when we then went, okay, well, you've now got this full-time job. This is something that I'm looking at doing. I really want to, you know, spend more time in my business. And I'd been very lucky to have a very flexible workplace where I dropped down one day a week and then right before I quit, actually, I had the approval to drop down to only three days a week and be very part-time at work and have those two days a week to work on my business. And I'd gotten that approval. I went to Bali for a week where I was I was participating and working on a retreat. I was actually photogra- pho- photographing it. I was the, the retreat photographer. Uh, and so I... I went on this retreat. I was in Bali for, I think, probably about 10 days. And on that retreat, I went, you know what? I don't want to go back to work. I am done. I know I have this approval to go down to three days a week, but I think I'm done. And so I had this conversation with my partner where I went, you know what? Like we've been living on my salary for four years. I reckon we could probably live on your salary for a bit. And so I wasn't financially in a position where it necessarily made sense for me to go full-time in my business, but we were a two-income household. And I think this is where your circumstances really come into it and your the cost of living and, you know, whether you, if you've got kids, all of those things are going to play into, you know, what you need in order to leave your job and go all in on your business. And so I was in this very unique position where we could live on one income and that made sense for me at the time. And it was still a massive leap, but, you know, those kind of circumstances really played into that decision for me. And this is where I'll have conversations with clients who might be single moms or, you know, on their own single people. And that looks very, very different when you have to support yourself on your business income. Uh, if you have, if you're a single mom, you've got to support children on your single income, you know, that looks very different. So what I would do or what I would recommend for anyone who's looking at this is I would look at, well, what does your base rate need to be? You know, what do you need to be bringing in in order to live and thrive and, you know, be contributing to your household? And that's obviously going to look different depending on where you're at and what those circumstances are. And so you just need to get really clear on your numbers. And what I find, no matter where people are at or what their goals are in business, they often don't know those numbers really, really clearly. And bringing some clarity to that of going, okay, this is what my baseline is. This is what the decision is. You know, I worked with a client who was like, I want to be making 15K a month in my business, knowing that roughly these are what my expenses are. So, you know, my profit might be 12 or something. You know, I know I want to be making that three months in a row before I'm ready to quit my job. You know, and so it's like, let's set some parameters around what this actually looks like, knowing that you need to be making that kind of money in order to, you know, live, survive and thrive. And I think it's always important to base this on not just survival. Like we want to be in a place where it's like, this is overflow for us. We have a little bit set aside, you know, we're not putting ourselves into um, crisis mode or we're not putting ourselves into, you know, lack by making this decision. We want to make this decision from a place of abundance, essentially. And so we want to do that. And then at the same time, we want to go, okay, what's the mindset work I need to do here in order to go and take this leap? 
and they're both going to happen. But I'm a big fan of getting really, really clear on your numbers first and foremost, and then making that decision based on what that looks like. And that means you need to know what you're spending in your life life too, not just in your business, you know, like look at what it costs you to live as a human, as a family uh, in your life. And you'll be able to start to see what those numbers really, really look like for you. Yeah. I love that you shared that because as you said, everyone's unique experience is different and their situations and what they might need or what they'd feel comfortable with even. And I think, you know, for me, I, I went all in on my business after COVID. I was working at my local hospital and was like, actually, this is not the place for me anymore. <laughs> I made that decision based on the fact that my business had already been running at a point. And, you know, also I'm not the only income provider for my family either. So it is unique to your situation. And I think it's always hard to, to make that decision for yourself. But I think more than anything, like you shared, getting clear on your numbers so you can make a decision from that financial standpoint, but then also looking at the mindset side of it too. I know my experience was I had a bit of an identity crisis when I went all in on my business too, because there's so many shifts internally that happen at that stage as well. So there's a lot to a lot to unpack there. The mindset blocks that people experience when they do go all in on their business. Sometimes the forecast that we might have in place for our business isn't always sometimes the reality that we have either and and how you navigate that. Mm. Okay, cool. So I feel like there's a few pieces to this and I always think, so the first thing I would say here is, for me, one of the best things we can do for for our mindset is to go there, you know. So the first thought we'll often have is, well, what if it fails? Or, you know, what if I've made, you know, I've had three months of making 10K, but what if I don't do that again? And what happens there? So what I always recommend especially for clients, you know, if people are like, well, what happens if I only get one person sign up for this launch? Or what happens if I only do this? If you're having those thoughts of what happens if this fails, my answer to that is let's go there. What happens if you do fail? What happens if you don't reach 10K this month? What happens if you don't get people signed up to your launch? What happens? And the reality usually isn't that bad in my experience. And we make it out to be worse than it is. When we can go, okay, I've been having these thoughts. Let's get into it. Let's look at what this looks like. We get to quieten that voice down because we can say, you know what? If this launch fails, like it's not that big a deal. There are other things that I can do. There are other ways I can make money. And we can actually start to look at this and go, okay, well, what's the reality here? So often we run, our mind runs off with these thoughts and we think that the mindset work is, I'm just going to ignore that. I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to focus on the positive. I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to focus on the positive. But actually, if we just look at that thought and go, okay, well, what if that happens? We create that safety for ourselves and we go, it's not that big a deal. I have a plan if that happens, or I know that I've got options if that happens. And so then we can create that kind of security and we can kind of be like, put that to bed. Thank you very much. No, thank you. You know, and we then can go focus on building up our positive mindset. 
So it's okay to sometimes face those things head on and actually ask ourselves the question, particularly in this situation where you've gone, okay, I'm going to take this big leap of faith, go full-time in my business. Like what if it fails? What happens then? I remember having this conversation with my uh, now husband actually very early on when we, when I started making candles, you know, and having a product-based business, there's a lot more kind of outlay up front. You know, you've got to get the materials in, you've got to spend all this money, make all of the candles and we know we'll sell them, you know, like we know we'll sell them. It might take us a little while, but we'll sell them. And so we'll be fine. We'll still be in front. It'll be fine. Uh, And also, you know, we've got that cash to invest in it up front and that's okay, you know? And so it's, it's then about having that conversation and knowing this will be fine. We will be fine. And the reality might be that if you fail, then you go find work, you know, like that might be the reality of it. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes just even thinking that through is going to really help you first and foremost. So that's what I would suggest if you're having any of those, like, what if I fail thoughts, which I think is the most common when we're taking that kind of really, really big leap. Yeah. And I think, you know, getting that clarity around those thoughts, breaking them down, And sometimes you can actually use them as motivation because you're like, actually, if I think about what if I fail and I get to the root of that and I'm like, oh, I really don't like how this feels. Sometimes you can use that as your power to be like, I do not want to go to this place. So let's give it all I've got. So I don't end up here. And so sometimes it's like that you can flip it over as well and be like, actually, this is my fuel to motivate me even further. Um, And I know that's definitely the case for me. I want my business to succeed because I do not want to ever go back to a nine to five. Um, It's, it's not for me. (laughs) 100%. I, I, I so agree with you there. You can really use it as motivation and that's the beauty of this, but you wouldn't necessarily know that unless you really examined that and looked at it. And we're willing to go there. And I think mindset work is so much that it's just being willing to go there rather than ignoring it. And often even just having that time to reflect and look at it and think about what those thoughts are, that gets you halfway there. You know, like actually knowing what's coming up for you gets you halfway there because you've got that, that awareness piece is, is the most important piece, I think. I love that. So I guess Anyone that is listening who is in the thick of it, they're like, oh, I'm nearly there. What is your piece of advice for them? Keep going. (laughs) I think the other thing that comes up for me, and I've been thinking about this pretty much this whole conversation, is this idea of just deciding, like deciding that this is it for you, that you are in this business. If you want to go all in, the first thing you need to do is decide that. And so then you're not toing and froing around like, oh, well, what if this doesn't work? Well, if this doesn't work, we just do something different and see if that works, you know, like there's always a solution. And I think that's what I would bring to that conversation of like, I'm almost there. I'm almost there, but I'm not quite yet. Make the decision that this is inevitable for you, that you will get there. You're just not there yet, right? Like you're on the journey and that's hard. (laughs) And I get that, like being in the trenches, but knowing too, that once you get there, then you will likely want to get somewhere else. And so we want to use this time to really build that resilience. The hardest time you will have in your business 
is that building phase, those initial building phases where you are doing everything all at once, right? You know, you're building out your offers, you're calling in your community, you know, you're doing that building work. And it takes a little bit to get to a point where, you know, you've built that snowball and then things are kind of rolling along. And, you know, I'm at this point in my business now where things are rolling along really beautifully. And I love that, but I've now got a new level that I want to get to. And then I get to go, okay, well, what are the strategies or what are the things that are going to help me get there? And now I'm in the thick of getting there and I feel like I'm not there yet, but I can go, you know what? I've been in this place before. I've been in this messy, icky, you know, middle place before, and I will get to that next point. I'm just not there yet. And it's almost trusting in that divine timing. So my recommendation is to like, keep going, knowing that when you make that decision that you were all in on this, that this is inevitable, your success in it is inevitable. It's just a matter of refining and continuing to move along this journey. And you will get to that point that you've been desiring. I promise you. Oh, I love that. And what a beautiful note to end this episode on. Thank you so much, Beck. So for listeners who are there and they're like, oh, I'd love to learn more about what you do and get in touch with you. How can our listeners best find and connect with you? Amazing. I would love to connect with you. My Instagram is the best best place. So at Beck underscore Cazillo, I would love to have a chat. Come and let me know where you're at in your business. Come and let me know what you thought of this chat today. Uh, and you can also find uh, my podcast, Feminine Fire with Beck Cazillo, probably on the app that you're listening this to this on. <laughs> Amazing. Highly recommend you go and check Beck out. Let us know that you've listened to this episode. It's always lovely to hear from listeners. So thank you so much, Beck, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. To learn more, you can go to reneeoneal.com. I'm so grateful for you being here and super glad you've taken the time out for yourself to tune into today's episode. If you loved the episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so you can catch the next one when it's released. Also, if you share this podcast to your Instagram stories and tag me at renee.oneal, I will be sure to send you a little gift straight to your DMs as a thank you.